in a world where literally anyone can host a podcast. Two stoners come together to unite their marijuana and movie knowledge to bring you the latest movie review, as long as they remember to press record. Welcome to the Blunt Movie Reviews. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Travis Aerosmith, and joining me in the School of Blunts is my co-host, Jesse Pena. Before we get started, we would like to thank everyone for all your continued support. All your likes, shares, and subscriptions, even the comments, every little bit helps. And if this is your first time, join us at the Blunt Movie Reviews. We want to let you know that we're blunt about our opinions. We're blunt about these movies. We're not here to jerk you off. We're not here to jerk off Hollywood. We may be a couple jerk-offs, but not when it comes to movies. That's right. We try real hard not to give away any spoilers, except during our four-minute spoiler zone. We would like to thank Universal Pictures for giving us the opportunity to screen this movie prior to its nationwide release, which is August 16th, and the movie is Good Boys. Hi, and welcome to the Blunt Movie Reviews. We were all set to kick it off with this movie's top cast. Starting all the way on top with the director. The director of this week's movie is Gene Stupnitsky. Which I'm so glad you said that. That I would have slaughtered the shit out of that name. (laughs) Now, I don't know much about him or what he's done. I know he wrote a couple of episodes and directed a couple of episodes of The Office. Well, he also co-wrote this movie. He didn't only direct it, he also co-wrote it. Okay. But this is his first major motion picture that he's directed. He's done a couple episodes of The Office and I think another TV show, but that's all I know about And the only movie he's had any like work on is Year One, starring Marvel Ooh, Sarah Jack. I, I wouldn't tell anyone a, about that. He was a that. writer on that. I would erase that from my resume. Right. Good. That was a pile of shit right uh, there. Which brings us to the actors and actresses in this week's movie is Jacob Tremblay. Which we actually removed. We didn't remove a movie. We actually reviewed a movie of his last year, which was 2018's The Predator, starring Boyd Holbrook, Trevante Rhodes, Olivia Munn, and Keegan Michael Key. Which, I mean, it's the funniest of the Predator movies, Even which it's got to be because the people that are fighting the Predator in the movie come off of a loony bus. Okay. So the boy activates the Predator, Predator comes down, tries to wipe out the planet. It's pretty much all you need to know. Cheesy action. <laughs> Boom! That's yeah. all you need. They do callbacks to the old Predator movies, but I'm, it was a decent action movie. And besides that, I have not seen anything he's in. I, I have shown interest in the movie Room, 2015's Room. That is actually on Netflix. I know, that's why I always keep looking at it, but it's, it seems like such a depressing movie that I can't press it because i don't want to cry i know i'll cry i know i'll cry that's a sad fucking i my wife read the book oh yeah i think everyone's heard about let's, the book let's move past it <laughs> up next we have molly gordon which we actually reviewed a movie that she was in last year too 2018's life of the party starring her melissa mccarthy matt walsh and maya rudolph uh, Melissa McCarthy gets divorced after her daughter goes off to college and she decides that she's going to reinvent herself and she also goes back to college. So the movie's pretty much about the antics between her and her daughter trying to go to the same school. It was a decently funny yeah. flick. It wasn't great, but it was definitely entertaining. Up next, we have Will Forte. 
which besides being MacGruber, which was a horribly, horribly bad movie. Just awful. He starred in 2015's Last Man on Earth. 66 episodes he got out of that. And I think that's where he met some of these actors, these child actors, too, because Jacob Tremblay was on an episode of Last Man on Earth. And also, Keith L. Williams did 17 episodes with him. And that's all I know for Keith Williams or Will Forte. So you think that's probably how they all got together to... I think so. At least, you know, name drop. Hey, this guy's looking for work. You know, (laughs) (laughs) last man on earth wasn't that good. So I'm sure he's unemployed right now. (laughs) Also in this is uh, one of the child actors was Brady Noon. I haven't seen much of his except for the first season of 2010's Boardwalk Empire starring Steve Buscemi, Michael Shannon and Michael Kenneth Williams, which you remember him from HBO's. Uh, the Wire. Yes, After he the played, Wire. He played Omar in that. It was yep. a great show. Boardwalk Empire, like I said, it starred Steve Buscemi, a very underrated actor. He plays a New Jersey politician who plays both sides of the law. I mean, a lot of drugs, alcohol, nudity, decent show, at least the first season. I didn't watch the rest of them. <laughs> and last but not least, we have Midori Francis, who I haven't seen much that she's been in, if anything at all. I, I kind of skipped Ocean's 8. I wasn't terribly interested in it, but I heard she's going to be in the last season of Gotham if she's not already on the show. I'm not sure. I know you're an avid watcher of the show. Yeah, I like Gotham. I haven't watched the fifth season. I'm waiting for it to pop on Netflix Mm because, you know, you got to love binging. Yeah, you have to wait. And if I had to wait every week to watch an episode, I don't think I'd be able to hold interest. I mean, these DC movie, these DC TV shows are almost like getting your balls stuck in a bear trap and trying to crawl out of the woods. It's going to take a while and it's going to be painful. It doesn't <laughs> Travis, hit me with the movie guy plot. Three prepubescent sixth graders ditch school to embark on a journey to the local mall four miles away. With the clock ticking, they must replace a broken drone, avoid two teenage girls that they accidentally stole drugs from, and make it to a party for their first kiss. Will they complete their mission, or will they die before the shortened curlies grow in, graduating to a theater near you? And now that we have everyone introduced that was in this movie, we get to move on to our next part, which is one of my favorites. It's where we get to load our glass twisty bunt full and spark it up. This week we're smoking... Some good shit. Yeah, actually, I don't know what we're smoking. I forgot, but I mean, it... It definitely tastes a lot better than it looks. You can look at the picture right now. All right. (laughs) So So let's take a rip. Like there's one mystery solved. Now how about we hit that blunt? Review. Travis, what did you think of Good Boys? Well, besides this being a Universal Pictures movie, this is also a Point Grey Pictures movie, which if you don't know, that is Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg's movie production company. And the first one they did with that was 50-50. And they started in 2011, and now with this movie, Good Boys, it's the 12th movie they have under their belt under that title. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that. Yes. Which... Makes me think that this was a Seth Rogen movie, like almost a prequel to Superbad. Right. That he never finished or couldn't figure out how to finish, so he just passed it off to someone else, which was the director of this movie and a friend of his, in my opinion. Because it kind of seems like uh, it's Superbad plus The Sandlot thrown in with Nickelodeon acting. Okay. 
if that makes any sense. Because the acting really did feel Nickelodeon or Disney to me, like their old TV shows. Or you remember Max Keeble? That was a horrible movie, but it was Nickelodeon. And yeah. that's kind of the feel of the acting I got from it. I will absolutely give you that, with a little like MTV movie flair. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. Because of all the cursing in this. Oh, section. yeah. It was like Seth Rogen's comedy thrown in there. And it was just, I don't know. I didn't like the the rule of three that they pushed real hard. You ever heard of the rule of three? Okay. In comedy, it's called the rule of three. It, you could do the same bit three times to really send it home. And I really think they did that way too many times Okay. the same joke. I understand what you're saying. I understand. <clears throat> what did you think of the kids? I thought the kids were decent. I mean, they weren't. They're not that great of actors, I don't think. No, no. But they were fun, and it kind of seemed like uh, getting them to swear in front of the camera was kind of like a guilty pleasure of theirs. Yeah, absolutely. And that they kind of enjoyed it. Well, Keith L. Williams was definitely my favorite character in the dark. Oh, yeah. He was I, just he's so He's such cool. a worry wart <laughs> in this movie. Absolutely. It, have you seen his IMD, his IMDB picture? Mm-mm. He looks like he's warring in the picture. I think that's just his personality. He's a worry wart. <laughs> but he, it's just, he was really funny in the movie. Uh, I really liked them all. Even Jacob and Brady, they were both, they were very good in the movie for what they were asked to do as children. And a lot of the a lot of the jokes they had were definitely adult age jokes. This is not a kid's movie. Oh, definitely not. But we did see people bringing their children to this movie. You know those parents had to explain a lot after yeah, they left dude, that theater. Dude, that's awkward. <laughs> Or, at the very least, that kid was Googling a lot that right, night. Right, he's like, what is a labia? <laughs> An all beads. <laughs> I noticed that they fired a lot of jokes in this movie. I mean, it was like rapid fire jokes. Not all of them landed, but it was funny. And they were able to keep through momentum throughout the movie and keep it at a steady pace. I agree. I agree. I actually felt the same way. I felt like when they were telling the jokes, they came at such a rapid fire that... While a lot of the times it's good to keep laughing, it's like I was still laughing from the other joke to even begin to comprehend the next joke that they were hitting me with. And yeah. I, but I was still laughing. So it's a good thing. But at the same time, it was just too many at a yeah, time. it was a lot. Yeah. And if you don't laugh at the first two, maybe the third one or the fourth or the fifth or the sixth. I mean, it was just each scene had a lot of jokes but, being thrown. I mean, there were a lot of low-hanging fruit jokes that, you know, they're always going to get a laugh because it has something to do with sex or, or something. And, you know, everyone's going to laugh. And that's good. And, and, you know, but there were a lot of smart jokes in there, too, that the kids weren't even aware of. Uh, I, everyone's seen it in the trailer, the Molly part. Yeah. The Molly <laughs> the part. Is, who is funny. Molly? Because she is not with us. That... Is just but classic. She was Molly Gordon. She was standing <laughs> right in front of him. <laughs> I really like how they were able to capture the awkward moments of, you know, being sixth graders Absolutely. and trying to go through life at that stage of life. Because a lot of stuff is embarrassing. I mean, he wanted to talk to a girl, the um, main guy, Jacob Tremblay, mm-hmm. but it was very awkward. He was, uh, shy and I, I remember that at that age it's don't like you like this girl start. you don't yeah. even know where to she's start she's surrounded by other girls you're gonna walk up there and, and they're just possibly, gonna laugh yes. at you they're just gonna walk away <laughs> so they did a good job of actually capturing that and a hard conversation between father and oh, son. Oh, that, that was, was funny, very man. embarrassing because, because I think we can all relate to having that one thing that shouldn't be a turn on to you but you're like that is amazing and that was i mean it does obviously it makes sense now jessica rabbit was just like out of this world but it was a cartoon i was like what is going 
on here with my body. I feel so different now. All right, next we're going to do our spoilers. So if you do not want this movie to be spoiled for you, then I'd flash forward four minutes. So after the theme, whatever the fuck you call it, ends, go four minutes ahead and you'll skip all our spoilers. So we're going to start the clock. Warning, 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 warning. Warning, this is your spoiler alert. For the next four minutes, the hosts may be talking about the plot in depth. They may spoil the movie. They may spoil the middle. They may spoil the end. This is your spoiler alert. Warning, 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 warning. This movie starts off with uh, Jacob Tremblay trying to rub one out to World of Warcraft when his dad walks in and busts him. And he doesn't even set it up good. He ties the door to his bed, but the door opens inward. So it does absolutely no fucking good. And then him and his dad have to have a conversation about him growing up and getting hair on his balls. And, you know, after the boner goes down from him trying to run it off, he goes to see his friends, the Beanbag Boys. Which, if you got a boner, you should not be hanging out with your friends called the Beanbag Boys. It just sounds wrong and just not right. A little, a little bad. <laughs> and they talk about how sixth grade, it's going to be their year, how they're going to get shit done. He's going to kiss the girl he likes, and then boom, they're in school. And they get invited to a party by the cool guys. So they're going to go hang out into the party and play spin the bottle. But problem is, neither of them know how to, none of them, all three of them don't know how to kiss. So they type some stuff into the internet that just goes horribly wrong. You should watch what you type into Google or Pornhub. <laughs> it might be more than you can chew. Or swallow in some cases. <laughs> uh, so they decide they're going to steal, borrow his dad's drone, which why I said Sandlot, because of the baseball, the drone, the connection. Right, right. And they take the drone out, and two teenage <coughs> girls end up smashing it, taking it. So... Because they, they are trying to perv on him. Oh, they're, definitely trying to perv on him. They're trying to perv on him using the drone, and they snatch it out of the air. So they try to negotiate to get the drone black. Girls are like, fuck that. You guys are little pervs. So they steal the girls' purses. Turns out there's Molly in it. Not Molly Gordon, the actress, but the drug. So now the girls want to trade. And they're like, no, we're out. Fuck that. They try to steal the drone back and it gets smashed. So now they have to completely replace it. They have to come up with $500, which no problem. They get that. But now they got to ditch school to go buy it while still running from these girls. They just want their drugs. <laughs> they got to cross four miles. That's a lot when you're in sixth grade. Right. I mean, that's quite a distance, especially over freeways that they got to pass and get there and buy it. What happens is the girls buy the drone from the, the electronics store and then use it as leverage to get to the get thing the back. molly back. But instead, they decide that they go, hey, we'll get you the drugs. Well, remember, the kids lost the molly, so they couldn't exchange. So instead, they're going to go buy it from the girl's ex-boyfriend, which is a frat boy. And they go in there, and Keith L. Williams, his scream in this scene is just fucking hilarious. And it's just every few seconds, someone blows an air horn, and he jumps and screams. Well, Jacob Tremblay, he ends up pulling out a paintball gun, and they're going to walk out slowly, no problems, until William screams. Gun. It was a shooting scene yeah. of a drug deal with tweens in it. <laughs> Quick draw shit. Uh, I really like how they captured the embarrassing <laughs> moments and the ignorance of these children, like using sex toys as weapons. At one point, they use anal beads as nunchucks. They put on a, a dominatrix mask so no one knows what they look like. And... <coughs> You know, they go to the party, they work out their issues, and 
they skip a month after they learn their lessons. They skip a month and they make these boys a like it's been ten years since they seen each other. Time has passed. They've grown. Yeah, it's been like a and week. things. Yeah, it, it was a month, but yeah. And Jacob, he like burns through girls at this time. Every, they realize that going off on their own and doing their own yeah. thing is the thing to do, and that's just part of growing up. And that's time. Welcome back. Uh, if you skipped ahead four minutes. Uh, anyone else that continue to listen that we're still working on our spoilers so it, it's not a it's not a science yeah it's not a science so we're, we're still sh- trying to work out kinks in the show we appreciate everyone listening and continuing to listen to us so jesse after seeing this movie what would you suggest people do do they see this movie in cinemas do they wait to stream it or do they say fuck it you should definitely go see this in theaters. This is a funny movie that will have you laughing. Maybe not every joke, but it will have you laughing throughout into the entire flick. Absolutely. See this movie in theaters. I also suggest seeing it in the cinemas. Smoke a fat bowl. Go in there ready to laugh. Don't expect highbrow humor. Like I said, it's like Seth Rogen gave up on the script halfway and passed it to someone else. So it's a perverted humor in there. It's loaded full of it (laughs) absolutely so that's going to bring us towards the end of our show where we like to play one of our favorite games reboot madness that's where we take a movie from our past and try to reboot it with a cast we would like to see hopefully not screw it up that's right kiddos it's time for another edition of reboot madness so jesse what movie did we choose this week This week we chose 1989's Little Monsters, directed by Richard Greenberg, starring Fred Savage and Howie Mandel as the monster, Maurice. Travis, hit me with the movie guy plot. There's a monster under your bed, and for one boy, that monster is his best friend, Maurice. Together, they explore in an incredible and gruesome world of monsters through a doorway under his bed. I really liked this movie when I was a kid. I yeah. mean, Fred Savage was big at that age. I mean, he had Wonder Years, and I mean, Howie Mandel, it's fucking Howie Mandel. He's still around. I bet you most people listening to this don't even remember who Fred Savage was. Yeah. But <laughs> Howie Mandel's still kicking around. So you yeah. see him on TV, his ball. Oh, yeah. He's one of the talent shows. America's but Got Talent. I think as children, though, we grew up with so much of his stuff, like Bobby's World. Oh, yeah. Uh, Gremlins. Absolutely. And just he's just so funny. He had this special brand of humor. Oh, it was clean humor. It was. And, and it was just so much fun. I mean, I can't say much, enough good stuff about the show Bobby's World. I mean, to make something so mundane into such a fun show, it was about nothing, really. So, Jesse, who would you like to see replace Fred Savage as Brian Stevenson? Well, I've been watching a lot of uh, Stranger Things recently, and I tried my hardest not to pick a kid from that show, so I didn't. (laughs) I know, that's when you think kids, that's the first place your mind goes to. It really is. Because that's pretty much the most popular show with teens in it. So I chose one of his co-stars from another film he's been in is 2018's It. Jacob Dylan Grazer, he plays Eddie Kasbrack in the movie, and he just looks so much like Fred Savage, and he's around the same age, 
And I, that was my only connection. He looks a lot like Fred Savage. All right. And who did you choose to replace Howie Mandel as Maurice? You know, I was kicking around on who would be funny enough to handle a role like this, but who would lower themselves enough to take a role such as Maurice? And I, I landed on Charlie Day. Charlie Day is a great comedy actor, and I find him funny after you know watching him on It's Always uh, Sunny in Philadelphia and uh, the Pacific Rim film. Oh, stop, stop. I, Those... I, I liked you, him. He was... You mean wannabe Power Rangers? Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. That's what it was. I mean, it the was, second uh, one, was, especially, he was Rita the Repulsive. It was really bad. It was they, The first one was all right. The second one was awful. But, I, you know, I thought Charlie Day would be a lot like Howie Mandel's character, maybe a lot less cleaner, but he could pull off the same kind of mannerisms and, and you know, acting that Howie Mandel did in Little Monsters. All right. For so, Fred Savage's character. To replace said Fred Savage, I chose Owen Vaccaro. You might remember him from The Son in Daddy's Home, starring Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell. He played his son okay, in both the movies. So, I mean, the kid didn't do too bad of a job. It's just really hard to pick mm-hmm. a 13-year-old around that ballpark mm-hmm. park because they grow up so damn fast. I mean, that's right. kind of a pick now. And to replace Howie Mandel as Maurice, I chose Keegan-Michael Key. Not bad. That is a good pick. I like it. I thought he would be able to have fun with it because that that was my biggest thing. Like you said, who would lower themselves? I thought of it as also who would lower themselves to have fun with it. Right. Absolutely. Because that's what you got to do. You got to have fun. And Jim Carrey, he's too big. He wouldn't never do a a remake. Right. Absolutely. But I think Keegan-Michael Key would have a lot of fun with it. Right. Especially if you saw 2018's Predators, he was one of the Looney Tunes. Well, from the Looney Bus. Right. And he was having a lot of fun with it. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, I just thought it would be funny because neither one of us chose to recast Ben Savage in the movie, his little brother, the one that gets lost after yeah. a while. I just figured we'd just have Ben Savage play the little brother again. It should be well, funny as fuck. That would be funny as should. fuck. <laughs> I figure Ben Savage to, was to Fred Savage as Casey Affleck is to Ben Affleck. Their mom said to him, hey, you're going to go to work. Take your brother with you. Get him a job. <laughs> he, he ain't doing shit but masturbating and using my clean, t- good towels. No. no, those are for guests, Casey. Casey, those are for guests. <laughs> Ben, I still think, says that to him. Anytime he invites him over to the house, he's like, Casey, you've been in the bathroom too long. Those are my guest house. Stop it. Reminds me of Goodwill Hunting. He did that in the scene of Goodwill Hunting. Casey Affleck? Yeah, no. Yes. Yes. I'm sure that's where they in got the, it from. In the, movie, <laughs> in the movie, he comes down from the upstairs because they're like, where, where, where's, where's your brother? Oh, I think he's upstairs jerking off. And, it, and then he comes downstairs. He's got a baseball mitt in his hand. And he goes, why are you out of breath? He goes, and he said something like he was watching a show or something like that, but he was obviously jerking off into the mitt. <laughs> oh, jeez. I guess that's one way to break in a mitt, huh? <laughs> that's what I think that was the joke that <laughs> oh, they said shit. in the movie. It was I a- haven't seen that in so long. I-, I watch it like every other year. Every two years, I'd say. Well, that's going to end our show this week. Who do you think did Reboot Madness better? Go ahead and put that in the comments. We would love for you to do that. Put Jesse or Travis or maybe put in your own suggestions. Uh, We want to thank everyone for listening to us and continue to listen. If you could like 
the episode, subscribe, share to a friend, get them drunk, have it tattooed on their ass. They may never see it, but whoever they're with might. Uh, we really appreciate you guys. We re- really appreciate you taking time out to listen to us or at Absolutely. least letting us fill your ear-, ear holes during work. Thank you very much. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, YouTube under Blunt Movie Reviews, uh, our Facebook page at Blunt Movie Reviews. Uh, just type in Blunt Movie Reviews. We should pop up everywhere. Uh, if you click the link wherever you found this episode, it should take give you options, at least take you to our webpage where you can find old episodes. We want to thank you again for listening, and we hope you continue to listen to us. Thanks a lot, guys. All right, Bob, that wraps it up. Roll credits. Let's get out of here. Good job, everyone. Good job. <laughs>